Welcome everybody to Letter Now, a podcast where we nurture the handlering masters of tomorrow, today. My name is Martina Flor, I'm a lettering artist, author, educator, and the host of this show. And today I have an awesome guest to talk about community and competition. We will speak about how can you connect with other peers even when you're an introvert? How do you stop comparing yourself with others? We will answer questions like, how can you deal with plagiarism? How do you focus on what you like doing without constantly looking at your competition? And to discuss this, I have lettering artist and stop motion animator Becca Clayson with me. Uh, Becca is a tactile lettering artist and co-founder of her studio, So Mighty, which creates stop motion videos, tactile lettering and event installations. She is also the founder and creator of Letter West Conference and of Letter Love Letters Museum. So, hi, Becca. So happy to hi. have you on the podcast. Hi, um, Martina. How are you doing today? I'm good. Thanks so much for having me here. It's great to have you. I normally ask my guests to introduce themselves. So how will you introduce yourself and your work? Um, yeah, I mean, I think you said a lot of it, but I'm Becca Clayson. Uh, I'm a tactile lettering artist. I live in Utah, uh, USA, and I'm the mother of two little boys who kind of give meaning to everything I do. Um, and yeah, I, I like to do stop motion animations for a lot of my work. I do some stills as well. And yeah, here we are. Amazing. I will add Becca's website and social media handles on our show notes so that you can get to know her work if you, if you don't know it yet. Um, so Becca, I invited you to discuss today's topic because I know that you're really passionate about community. In fact, you have started Letterwist, which is a conference for people that love hand lettering. Um, you have also been part of the hand lettering community for a while. And you have probably seen good things happening and also not so good things happening, like all of us. Um, we just, you know, actually isn't the fact or this is a fact about community that is, you know, is people coming together. And when people come together, they come with their own baggage and that creates magic and conflict as well. So it belongs to to community, right? Um, so we will speak today about all aspects around creating community. And uh, we all want to hear your experiences as we go down the questions of the listeners today. Uh, but I want to share with you the results of a poll that I did these days on my Instagram account. I asked my followers if they think that there is way too much competition out there. And 92% of them said, Yes, and I feel that's a strong statement. I personally, um, I'm not really surprised about the result uh, personally, but I wanted to start here and ask you, why do you think this is? Why do you think that we all have the perception there is, that there's way too much competition out there? Um, I think that in our, in our industry, we we tend to follow and see a lot of work that other people are doing um, we follow other people in the same industry as us uh, maybe some outside but i feel like a lot in the same industry and so we see the work that those people are putting out and like client work personal projects and maybe we are we're looking at some to gather inspiration and others you know to just see what other people are doing and 
by looking at it like all the time, it seems that other people are more busy than we are or, mm. or producing more stuff than we are, or there are just like so many people that are creating, you know, these types of works that make, make us sometimes feel like, you know, maybe the market is extremely saturated when, mm. you know, if we talk to somebody who's completely outside of our industry, they have no clue, you know, like they don't yeah. know all the people that are doing these kinds of works or, um, you know, it's just not like so universal. We, we see a lot of it because we're in it, but people outside of it don't see a lot of it. Um, and so I just think that we, we're looking at it from a particular lens. Exactly. I feel that um, I, I always say that I think we spoke about this in, in previous episodes and um, I think that we create our own little world where we constantly see at what other lettering artists do or other illustrators do and suddenly we have the feeling that you know everything out there is lettering right and um, and actually whenever I tell someone that this is what I do or that I you know my work is to draw letters they are like what, what is that? You know, it's like, and then I realized, okay, well, I mean, this has to be something very special or very uncommon, actually. Mm -hmm. um, so I think there's definitely something about this little world that we create around us, right? So we'll speak more about competition and community together with it as we go down the the questions of our listeners today as you know this is a listener driven show so we are here to answer questions from our listeners um we will start with uh voice messages from our listeners from our listeners you can send us your voice memos with questions and comments by simply going to martinaflor.com slash voice message or email your voice memo to podcast at martinaflor.com so today we have a question coming Coming in from Marianne. Hi, Martina. Um, what I wanted to ask you is what tips or maybe suggestions you have for introverts like me to connect with other peers? Because I'm pretty active on several social media platforms, but it's hard for me to move away from observing what others do and post and get hands-on starting conversations, I would say. So I would really appreciate any tip that you could give me uh, regarding that topic. Thank you. So Marianne, I hear you and I know how hard it is to approach other people just out of the blue, right? Um, I feel that there's, this is not something every everybody was born with, like the the you know, the the fact of that you can start a conversation with anyone, any stranger, right? Um, However, I feel that it's definitely something that you can learn and you can train. So that's good news for you, Marianne. Um, the other thing I'm thinking here is that you mentioned that you're, um, you know, you're active on several so social media platforms. But I feel that, and, and maybe you have something to say about this, Becca, um, but I feel that social media is not really a community. Um, it's a platform where so some communities, um, you know, find a place in these platforms, but social media itself is not a community, right? So you have to look for those places where you want to be socially active or connect with other peers, right? Um, and what I mean here is that perhaps a different approach to social media can facilitate um, your interaction, um, Marianne, with other peers, perhaps joining a group 
or a community within uh, Facebook, Facebook or Instagram where you feel that you can connect through your work or that they align with your values. Um, now, with that said, I think that social media is not the only place where you can create community or connect with other peers. And Becca, you have a lot of experience with this. Um, there's also in-person events, although in the last year or a year and a half, this has been compromised. Um, but I feel that you can also meet one-to-one -one with people, which perhaps will make it easier for someone like Marianne that, um, you know, defines herself as, a, as an introvert. Um, you know, but I know that she's asking specific questions or like she's looking for a specific tips and suggestions to connect with other peers so I want to pass it now to you Becca um, because you have experience creating community and probably reaching out to people and starting these conversations so what what are some of the things that you made to start connecting with other peers in the community and what would you say to Marianne who's wanting to join the community in some way Yeah, um, as an introvert myself and uh, as a like naturally shy person, um, mm. I can I can kind of fake it for a little while, you know, <laughs> like, um, but after I, you know, I need some time to myself. But um, yeah, I mean, I I dealt with this a lot as well. And when I first started um, several years ago, starting to do hand lettering, I, I wanted some of that community and I wanted to get to know people who were, you know, doing the same thing or had the same interests. And mm. one thing, like I went to a dribble meetup forever ago with just some local like designers in Salt Lake City. And it was kind of scary to go, but um, I'm still in contact with some of those people that I, that I met that first time. Um, I think that if you are introverted, but you still want to get to know people, Um, you you kind of have to do a few things that might be outside of your comfort zone. Um, after that, uh, I got to know um, Jill Dehan, who lived close to me in Salt Lake City at the time, and she is a wonderful lettering artist. And I got to know her like one on one, and she was like my first like hand lettering friend, and she's still mm. a good friend of mine. Um, I think that if there's anybody local and close to you, like Martina said, like reaching out one on one or Um, getting to know each other that way, then I feel like you can continue to build from there because you already have like a friend and an ally in mm. the industry. Um, another thing, and now that, you know, depending on how things are opening up a little, like where, where you live, like some people are starting to do in-person workshops again, or, or if not, you know, maybe some online workshops, but workshops for me have been really helpful in in getting to know some people and actually that is kind of what like started me down the path of like wanting to create uh letter west which started out as you know retreats and then i did a conference but i went to several years ago i went to um a like weekend workshop with kim barber in new york mm -hmm. city at cooper union and i um Through social media, I had been friendly towards Lauren Hom, like we'd, you know, commented back and forth a little bit, but I didn't know her. I had never met her, but I, I told her that I was coming out for this workshop and I knew she lived in New York City at the time. And I said like, hey, you should sign up for it too. And she did. 
And so we both went to the workshop together and, you know, met for the first time there. And it was a lot of fun. And I love being able to, to have someone to like talk to and bounce things off of and also get to know and do lettering with like over that weekend. And it was a really great experience for me because I got to know someone better who I'd known on social media before, but now met in real life. And, mm. um, also got to know other people in the workshop as well. And it just having it be like a two day workshop thing was more than just like a few hours of one day. It was like, you're spending more time with people and getting to know them better. And also like learning from, from someone who you really admire. And so after that, I thought like, well, I really wish like more, more of these things like existed where I could create this type of feeling. Um, well, I didn't even think like where I could create this type of feeling, but just like, I wish this more of this existed where I could feel this type of feeling. Um, I could make friends with people who were, you know, doing the same thing as me or had some of the same goals. And um, I think my husband suggested like, well, why don't you just like make your own event like that? And I kind of like brushed it off. Like, like I could never do that, you know? And then like over a little bit of time, I kind of started thinking like, well, why couldn't I like, why not? Like why there aren't really any rules about that. It's like, I kind of thought like, well, maybe I need, you know, some, I didn't really think this, but like, I felt like I needed some approval or like, who, who was I to create this type of like lettering retreat where we do workshops and make mm. friends and get to know people. Um, but then I kind of realized, like, why not me? Um, if if no one else is doing it, like, why can't I do it? And so that's kind of how Letter West was born, where, like, I wanted to um, facilitate those types of friendships that I also wanted to make. Um, I think especially at the beginning of one's career, you really want more of that um, that community and getting to know people so you don't feel like you're just isolated <laughs> trying to yeah. get into the that seems scary. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's such a good point. Like, um, you know, this, this smaller events or this like joining a workshop and, and asking a peer to join you in the workshop are those small interactions that are, you know, are more personal, um, less intimidating. So you can connect with the person directly. And afterwards, when you're more friends or more connected to each other, you can like together go to a bigger event and kind of like support each other in that um, intimidating situation, right? So Mm -hmm. I think like for someone that is an introvert, I don't mis- consider myself an introvert right now, but I th- I feel that I used to be, or I, I think that at least in the very beginning, you're kind of insecure of how to approach a conversation when, you, when you're in a bigger group of people. Um, at least this is what happened to me, and it was hard for me to walk in a room and just connect with people, right? Just start talking with someone. So mm-hmm. I figured out that engaging conversations in events that were like topic related or like were, you know, you know, in a lettering um, uh, workshop or in a conference, a design conference, I will, it was easier for me to start these conversations with people because we, we shared a common topic. So we were watching a talk and then we would start speaking about 
you know, what did you think about the talk? And you will make these small interactions um, that will sort of break the the eyes and give you a little bit more confidence to go on to bigger conversations, right? Um, also, other things that work, that work for me um, were to connect directly with, with people on social media, like to send them a direct message and kind of start that conversation. Sometimes on social media, we feel that, you know, that whatever celebrity, design celebrity is like a celebrity and won't talk to you. Uh, and actually, if you send a direct message, you they will probably reply to you, right? And um, and this kind of shows you that, you know, people is much closer to you than you think, right? Um, someone that was useful for me as well is to um, kind of get myself into smaller communities. I used to sign up for different mailing lists, for instance, where um, people would deliver a certain content that I was interested in and I could reply to them. So it was, you know, I was getting emails from them so I could reply to their emails. And actually, this is something that happens nowadays with my own private email list. Like I send, um, I have a newsletter that is called Lettering Tips, and I send these weekly interactions. Um, so I, I send a weekly email to my to my email list, and I deliver like lettering tips or tips to draw the letters or inspiration or you know relevant content in in the topic. Um, and many of the subscribers of my newsletter are people that later connect with me on social media. Um, so the fact that we are connected more privately on an email list um, sort of makes them. Yeah, creates this one-to-one conversation in other platforms, right? So I'm thinking that this might be helpful for you, Marianne, to join um, to join a mailing list or to join um, um, communities that are smaller or to join a workshop, like Becca said, and start like one-to-one conversations with people that are in your discipline or area, right? Yeah, and I think also like. if there's someone online that you sort of know, like on social media, um, you like their work, you want to get to know them a little better, like maybe you come up with a project that you want to collaborate on and you do like a one-off thing or maybe a series mm-hmm. together. And then you get to know each other during that process and you kind of make a friend in the uh, along the way and doing, um, doing things like that that aren't like a big group. I think that help and you know you could you know continue to do that with um, multiple people like over time and then after that you know you have all these people that you that you know and you have a little um like community of your own amazing so we have another question from one of our listeners this came um this one came through instagram and it's from arisha um so the question is i want to connect with other peers but i self-sabotage I feel that I'm not good as others are and that holds me back. What can I do to avoid that? So before I pass it to you, Becca, I just want to highlight that this is in my experience what holds many people back from connecting with other peers. I think that um, it is, you know, that, you know, they feel that kind of like they start comparing themselves with others and instead of like actually connecting with that other people like they feel that um, they need to have a certain level of work to kind of start a conversation with someone on social media or in person Um, and 
they also feel that, you know, joining a community will bring uh, negative feedback their way, you know, that they might meet with people that are criticizing their work or are not approving on the way they are doing stuff. And I feel that in my experience, I rarely had negative comments uh, coming from peers. Um, I would say rather the opposite, like um, peers uh, or people on social media always reaffirm my work, always give me like, um, you know, they, sometimes they tell me like, hey, that's super cool when I actually thought it wasn't as good. So, um, so I feel that it really happens that someone in the community will come down to you like in a in a bad way. Um, in fact, we have we have a um, an event here in the studio um, where where we we host sort of like a lettering creed, which is a, a live event. You can find it on letteringcreed.com, and it's a free live event where we invite people to or lettering artists to submit their work, and essentially it's a critique. Um, session, right? So it is made to critique the the submissions, but at the end, you know what happens is like everyone is like cheering you on, and every like every new project that we show, people is giving like super positive feedback, and they are they are sort of highlighting the the nice bits. So um, I feel that when whereas we always think that you know. Um, joining a new community will bring something, you know, will be challenging. Actually, I always feel that it's the opposite. It will probably give you like that positive energy that you you need to get going or you need to go on working in the direction you're working. So um, what about you, Becca? What's your experiences in, what are your experiences in regards to comparing yourself to others? And what can you tell Arisha to, to do to stop comparing herself or himself with others? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard. I think it's a, a very prevalent thing. Um, just feeling like, you know, I'm not good enough to, to, to be here, to be part of this mm. uh, community or to be at this event or, or whatever it is. Um, and I think that if you, if you kind of remember that a lot of people are feeling that same way, like regardless yeah. of what level they're at professionally mm. um then i think that that sometimes helps like it's kind of the idea of if you're on stage you just you know picture everyone like in their underwear and like everyone <laughs> else is kind of like really self-aware as or self self-conscious or self-aware as well and you we kind of think that like everyone's thinking about us or everyone's mm. looking at us but like that's not the case. Like most people are more worried about themselves. Right. Mm. And, and I think that most people aren't out there to be judging you mm. and um, they're more judgmental of themselves and their own work. And, and so I think that as we, as we kind of like think outside of ourselves or like, if you're worried about this, then like, well, let me, let me kind of jump and compare this to like, if you're, if you're feeling like depressed or down, um, the thing that helps the most, I think is like serving other people, helping other mm. people. And then you kind of like get out of your own head and you're just focused on like, uh, that other thing, you know, and mm. it makes you more happy and it, and it brings you more joy. And in the same way, I think that if we are just worried about like comparing ourselves to others or worried that our work is not good enough, um, then what 
think about what what can I do to um, lift someone else up or what mm. can I do to reach out to someone else to show support um, or show encouragement. And I think that that just um, might help like, you know, keep those thoughts away from focusing on yourself and try to focus on others instead. Yeah, and I think these are, as you said, I think these are stories that we create in our mind and like, people are not there to ready to judge others. Actually, they're really focused on, or most of them are focused on themselves. And we most of the time are thinking of what, what, what is good for us and, you know, what makes us happy. So um, this, this stories of like people judging or judging, judging us or judging our work is, is mostly stories that we create in our mind. And probably when you go out there and give that first step of like putting yourself out there with your work, you will notice that in, it is probably the opposite, that people is ready to connect with you and cheer you on, right? Mm -hmm. I think that like the more like, authentic and vulnerable we try to be like if we if we don't share our work then we're you know we can't put ourselves out there mm -hmm. and I know that it's like it can be scary and hard to to say something honest or to put out some new work you know but that's kind of the only way that we can continue to grow and like push ourselves I love that um so let's move to our next segment which is our inspirational quote time Becca we all love quotes especially lettering artists and in this yes. section we do our best to answer questions from our listeners with the quotes we later put these quotes on our show notes so that listeners can share them on social media the truth Becca is that we just chat about the topic <laughs> and if we happen to find a quote then great we will add it to the show notes and we will we make you sound great so don't worry about it um <laughs> so um here's the first question from mark so mark is saying sometimes the things i do other people do after me and they get credit for it how can i deal with that And it's interesting. I got several comments uh, like this one. For instance, I have this other comment here from coming from Gold Ship Design saying, every time I join a community, somebody directly takes something of ours, like copying. And I know that, you know, plagiarism is real and it can be infuriating, but every time I, I don't know, this is, this is a personal... Um, feeling that I have and I want to share that with you to see how you feel about it but every time I see someone from the creative community posting something about um, copying and uh, plagiarism and sort of publicly shaming others I feel something here in my stomach which is like I I don't know I feel just sorry for for all that energy and time wasted into something like this, I feel, I always think that, and I'm not judging here whether their complaint is legitimate or not, but I always think to myself, oh no, like, this is going to eat you alive. <laughs> this is not good for you. And you could be using that energy to create your next lettering piece or illustration. Um, it just feels like a waste of time for me. Um, so my quote for you, Mark, is, You can only control the work you create. Once you put it out there, anything can happen. But instead of looking at what the world or others do with it, you should be thinking about your next thing and you should be using your creative energy towards your next 
great piece of of work, right? Um, and I, I mean, I don't want, I don't want to be. I, don't get me wrong. I, I'm not denying the fact that there's a thing called plagiarism in the industry and that that it doesn't affect our industry. But I'm just wondering which other means there are out there that is, that are not self-destructive or that are not destructive um, of our community. Um, so what's your take on this, uh, Becca? What, what would you say to Mark? Um, <clears throat> yeah, I think that there are definitely like very clear cut cases where like plagiarism and, and copying is taking place. And um, with the, the public like posts about it, I agree with you, Martina, like I feel the same way about about all of that like what what does that benefit you aside from like maybe hurting hurting you um mm -hmm. in the way that other people might might see you um and and also like like you said like the anger um and hurt that you're that you're holding on to by like publicly posting something like that mm -hmm. um but I think that there are a lot of other cases where it's not so clear cut and not so obvious. And um, I think that in a lot of those cases, um, unless it's like a, an extremely similar thing, like you can't, you can't really ever know. You can guess that someone, you know, maybe was sort of copying your work or, or your style or something like that. But, um, and having had some personal experience with this on the other end, like I, I feel like I've come to realize that some people choose to see things from a specific lens. And if they, if you're looking at other things, trying to, trying to see if someone else copied you or mm. trying to determine if if someone was using your work as an inspiration, then you're going to find that everywhere mm. and it's going to bother you all the time. Um, and if you, if you kind of see the world or other people's work as like, just like, and with an abundant mindset and mm. with a, um, like with gratitude, then I don't think that you see that everywhere and if if someone does use your work as an inspiration um or or someone similar like or you see someone who you're like oh they must have used their work so-and-so's work as an inspiration um it just seems like a a pretty negative thing to me to always be searching for that yeah um mm. and it would bring a lot of negativity to your life and there have been things that I've seen that I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty sure like this person has, you know, seen my work or is using that as an inspiration. And I don't mind, you know, like it's not a big deal to me unless they're copying something like very directly. Um, mm. Then I might like, you know, care a little bit more, but if it's just like, Oh, you are inspiring someone to, to create and to do something then like great you're bringing more creativity and like good and abundance into the world so um to me that's kind of my mindset on it um i think that you know that might be 
hard to hear for some people who kind mm. of have a different perspective. Um, and again, like I, I don't know, I've seen some people post like things that look, you know, pretty like damning towards whoever they're, you know, calling out. Um, and then, you know, post later on, like, oh, I, you know, I talked with them and actually it wasn't that the case and, mm. um, they did it first or, you know, it was done by whatever. It wasn't really like what I thought it was. And yet this person had told themselves a story and they mm. had drawn, drawn lines to connect dots that, that weren't necessarily there. And, um, I've had that done about me. I've had conclusions made about me and my work. Um, conclusions that weren't true, you know, and that's, it's really hard to, to mm. deal with like people thinking a certain thing about you, but you know, in, at the end of the day, like I can't really, I can't really change like what some people might, you know, think or what conclusions some people might make. And I just like have to keep um, being true to myself and creating work that I feel passionate about. Yeah, that's so important. And I, I, I want to pick up on what you just said, like, you cannot control what others things and do. And therefore, you, you should focus on controlling what you can control, which is your work, and focusing on putting your creative energy into, you know, what's next for you, right? Instead of focusing on or trying to protect whatever you have, mm -hmm. um, you know, kind of like, put that energy into a more positive mindset, like you mentioned on, um, on like sort of seeing the possibilities out there instead of like the lack side of things. Right. Um, so I think that's so, that's so important um, to reiterate on that. You cannot control what, what other people do. Um, you can just control what you are doing and you, that's so much more empowering because it means that you can create your own reality, right? You can, yes. um, you can change whatever, or you can create anything you want uh, for your work. So mm -hmm. there's a, there's a yeah. quote that I love um, that kind of goes along with this. And it's like, what is it? Um, what other people think about me isn't my business. Amazing. <laughs> Great. So, Mark. Yeah, so that, that one was for you, Mark. Um, <laughs> um, so the second question is actually coming, uh, it's a comment actually, is from Sidonia and it says, I'm trying to focus on what I love doing and closing the door to the word competition. So Sidonia, I think this is a very good, good one to just wrap up uh, the questions uh, today. I think this is a, a very healthy attitude. We were just talking about this and um, as we just said, like your work should be your main focus. And this is my quote for you, which is something I say often. Um, it is play your own game. So the best you can do with your creative energy is to invest it in your own work. And as long as you focus in your own game, you will be always competing with yourself and finding ways to improve what you do based on what you did before. You know, I am my own definition of success is to be able to look at things that I've done year past and say today, like, hey, I can do that much better today, you know? And that's like my, like my own definition of progress. When I can see things that I struggled with in the past and that today are like second nature to me and I know that I can do that much better, right? So the best you can do is to 
just play your own game. Um, and the work you do can only stand out as long as it is personal and it's connected with who you are. I also have kind of this concept or this idea that I try to, um, to pass to all my students and the people I coach um, that I feel that you know, self-discovery is so essential to create unique work and that's a long game. So, um, and you can only achieve that if you stop looking to what others do and you start looking to your own way of doing things, right? So, um, you know, the, these people that we call a competition, um, yeah, or those people that we think are competition can nevertheless, even when they are, in fact, our competitions. I, I, I recently um, um, sent an offer for for a logotype redesign, and I, I'm sure that there were other, I don't know, three designers there with my with my skills that could totally do that job. Um, I know that there were all the others sending their offers. I didn't get the, the job, but you know, that gave me like sort of like the, the opportunity to think like, okay, what can I do better? You know, what can I do better next time? Can I communicate better? Can I, you know, present my work in a different way? Um, but it was all about like, what can I do better than I did before? Um, that would bring me forward, right? Um, so I remember, Becca, that when we were at Letter West Conference, it was such a refreshing uh, experience because, you know, we were hanging out with the entire community and, you know, the overall feeling was that we support each other. And although many of us are doing kind of like the same work and many of us have, you know, share clients actually, uh, and <laughs> kind of pitch for the same jobs. Um, I, you know, in that conference, it was like, a, like such a great feeling of like community, right? And the fact that, you know, I felt that I could be friends with any of these people. Um, so what is your take on this, on like the, you know, this, this idea of like competition and kind of focusing on your own work? How do you, how do you approach this? Yeah, I love I love that you said um, kind of compete with yourself rather than mm -hmm. with other people. Um, and I, I I really resonate with that because it it seems like so much more healthy to to just be thinking of like, OK, where where was I and what do I want to do next and kind of refocus um, if you ever feel a little bit lost in terms of like where you're going or, or what you want to achieve um, and to not compare other people's achievements to your own because you are on your own path and everybody is at a different point on that mm. path. Um, and like, regardless of like how long someone has been, you know, in the particular, been doing hand lettering, um, versus like how long someone else has been doing hand lettering you know maybe there are other situations in people's lives where you know maybe maybe one person has been doing it for two years but they've been doing it full time every day practicing and and all that and someone else maybe has done it for seven years but they've also been doing it on the side and had a full-time job or they're a parent and you know they everybody just has different things going on and you can't compare your story with somebody else's. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that is, is what's important to remember. And, and I agree with you that like letter West, like it's such a, a positive um, 
kind of like just a togetherness type of feeling being there. And um, I, one of our like floor stickers that we had at the conference said mm. uh, community over competition. And mm. um, my friend Katie designed that and she's uh, Katie made that on Instagram. If anyone wants to look her up, but um, I feel like that was kind of like the, the unofficial theme, like everybody like took pictures of that and everybody just loved like making friends and, and talking with other people. And some of those people might've been like a lot farther along in their careers, like you or Ken or, or whatever. And some people might've been just starting out or they're thinking about how to like, how do I start freelancing full time? Like, how do I quit mm. my job and do this? Or maybe they don't even want to quit their job and do this. Maybe they just want to do it as a hobby. You know, everyone has different goals and, and different, um, different lives and different circumstances. So it's so hard to compare yourself to others. Um, I think that the most important thing is um, to just kind of stay positive. I mean, it's, it's hard because the like burnout is real and um, mm. comparison is real and all of those things. And it's hard to always stay positive, but, but I think that if we, if you, if we, <laughs> all of us, I guess, just mm. kind of um, try to like check in with ourselves and reevaluate, like, where are we on the path to where we want to become? And and how am I doing here? And is my focus the right thing? Then I think it's it's easier to to kind of compare yourself with your with yourself and not um, feel bad if someone else got a project that you would really love to do because that will always happen, you know. And sometimes it it might just um, give you that boost to kind of try to work a little bit harder and think like, you know, I want to do a project like that someday. How can I get there? And, and maybe if we use competition um, or comparison with other people in that way, like what can I do in my own work to get to that point? Um, what can I start doing today? And then do something little, even if it's little each day, trying to get to that point. And then after a while, look back and see, um, you know, if you've made progress or how far you've come. Yeah, I love that because it's more like, it's a lot about visualizing yourself where you want to be right and not like trying to be like someone else it's like just thinking how you want to or where you want to be yourself in a couple of years um in whatever you you can think of in terms of like family or in terms of like i don't know like how big you want to be with your lettering and stuff like but i think it's it's a lot more about like checking out with yourself and seeing you know, imagining yourself in one or two years from now and like picture that for yourself and not trying to become someone else's, but become a, be a better version of yourself. Right. Right. I mean, we can't, we can't be like other people, like we can see others work and, and admire that, you know, but we like innately, like we're ourselves and we have our own style and we can't force our style to be like, someone else's, they'll always do a better job at, at it if they're being authentic and we'll do a better job at being like our authentic selves. <laughs> I love that. Do a great job at doing, at being your authentic self. <laughs> it's great a progress talk. for all of us. <laughs> 
Yes, it is. Um, so lastly, this is our Better Now segment where we share something we are happy about or something that has impacted our lives uh, positively. It's more like a, um, how do you call this? Like grateful moments or a moment where you thank for something. So, Pekka, uh -huh. what, what made you smile or what made you happy lately? Um, uh, like work-related or just anything? <laughs> anything. Anything, okay. Um, well, now I kind of want to do like both, like work-related and not. But... Do, do. Okay, so something I really loved was, um, I ha so I have a one-and-a-half-year-old boy and he is, you know, learning a few words and he, he has started saying like Ira, like, well, he says it like Iowa, my other son's name. And so he just like shouts it all the time. Like he's just looking for his brother all the time. And that um, just makes me so happy. I just love it so much. So that's, that's one thing. And work related, I have been trying to um, do some more interactive posts lately. And I have found like kind of a renewed joy. Um, I feel like I've been kind of like burned out for a little while. And um, mm. I've been doing some that are lettering and some that are not. And I feel like um, just kind of an excitement and happiness in, in trying to um, push like interactivity. I feel like I have a long way to go and a long way to like push myself in, in how can I inter have people interact with my videos or, or give the assumption that they're interacting with them. So that's been fun and happy for me lately. Nice. I'm curious about this. Are you going to post something about it on social media? I posted some okay. so far and they're like kind like a little bit interactive. Um, so I just I kind of have a new goal of like kind of pushing like how 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 much more interactive can I make it? Is it possible? So kind Amazing. of just another we, little focus for me. <laughs> We're all going to check it out. I'm going to add this a link to that on on our show notes. Uh, personally, I want to share that yesterday I got my second doses of the COVID-19 vaccine. Nice. So and that gives me a sense of freedom that I haven't had in a long time. So um, I'm celebrating that today and I'm grateful for that today. Good. Becca, this is the, the end of the show. It was so great to have you and chat with you about so this. So great to be here. Um, so <laughs> where, can people, where can people find you? Um, I'm probably most active on Instagram at Becca Clayson, B-E-C-C-A-C-L-A-S-O-N. Um, that's where I, you know, post things the most and I'm behind and posting, updating my website, but I have a lot of stuff there that you can find me at different places. And that's just BeccaClayson.com. Amazing. So we will add this to the show notes as well. It was a pleasure to have you here and chat about community and competition with you. Thank I hope you, you so have much a great for having me. Yeah, I hope we have a great day. So, um, so this is it for everyone listening. You can find me, the host of the show, on social networks at Martina Flor on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, if you have a question or comments, go to martinaflor.com slash podcast where you can see previous episodes find show notes and say send voice memos with your comments and questions you can also watch these episodes on youtube just go to martinaflor.com youtube to find them you can of course listen to all our episodes on your favorite podcast platform this is it for today if you love this episode subscribe to this podcast podcast and if you leave us a review it will help others find us Thank you all for listening and see you on the next episode of Letter Now. Bye-bye.